All right, what is going on, everybody? My name is Mike Toledo. I have a special guest here, actually a throwback guest. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and welcome him right now before we really kick it off. Daniel Grom, how you doing, Mr. <laughs> Mr. DJ? Happy New Year, man. Happy New Year, man. Happy it's New been Year. A, it's been a while. Gosh. <laughs> yes, it has. Mike Toledo's podcast. Oh, boy. I'm excited. Oh. Hey man, hey, I, I, what? Who else am I to call? I, I've got a new segment called PDR Tool, the uh, top PDR tools that don't suck. All right, there so that, that's yeah. basically what we're gonna do, right? And it's the truth, Daniel. You and I, we we started PDR Tool time along with Vince and and uh, and John Hiley and back in the old days, and that's what we talked about all the time was tools. Me and you were like tool fanatics. Yep. John, John acted like he was a tool fanatic and Vince just pretty much says, I, I don't buy tools. So, yeah. yeah. He was Scrooge. Yeah. He's changed. He's changed so much now. He is. He's done a complete U-turn and now he works for one of the biggest tool. Oh, distributors now, now he's world. like, Oh, that's part number five, six, seven, eight, four, <laughs> two dash seven. <laughs> Mr. Encyclopedia now, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how you been though, man? Yeah. How's, how's the new year kicking? How was your, how was your so far so good man that's it's you know it's um i'm really excited i've been doing a lot of uh home improvements at my shop um i repaved my parking lot i did a new sign i put in a in-ground flush mount lift scissor lift so that's... it lifts the car up four feet but it's flush with the ground so it's totally legit just oh it's it's epic man it's just every dead guy so dream. jelly dude I am so jelly. I my back yeah. hurts looking at it because knowing that it needs it. You know what I mean. So I, I I'm getting there. I I'm decided. I'm like, should I do the same thing as Daniel did? It's not my shop though, but sure in the hell it'd be nice. People are putting lifts in their shops, garlic. It's theirs or not, anyways. Yeah. Now I I think you're ready to buy your shop, buy your own shop. That's what. That's the next step for Mike Toledo. Yeah, and that's what I'm going to encourage you to do. That's what I encourage every dent guy to do. We got to talk to my business partner called the wife, so we'll find out, dude. Yeah, I know. Look at Daniel. So, hey, by the way, we are doing a video. So, if you want to see this video, I will be posting on the social medias. But you can go to denttimepdr.com. You can check it out there. If you're listening to iTunes, there should be a link right back to. Uh, where you can watch this video. I think I'm going to start posting this stuff on my YouTube channel too as well because it's um, it's important, I think. So, and yeah, regardless, yeah. hey, regardless. So, Daniel, let me kick this off real quick, can I? Here we go. Yeah. Three, two, two one. one. Here we Here go. go. Welcome, Daniel Grom. This dude has more ideas than I I've, than I can dream, dude. What the, <laughs> what the hell do you do with all your damn time? Like when you're pushing, it's like meditation, isn't it? You're like thinking about tools constantly. Oh yeah, it's like you know I, it's you know it's funny as you say that because um, there's a tool idea I've had for a long time. And all of a sudden I see uh, another tool come out and that inspires me. And I go, okay, what if I take that tool and marry it with my idea? Oh shit, that can work. And all of a sudden 
I'm like there on the drawing board. I have a little black book. I, I jot down all my ideas because then, you know, two hours later, I forget about my idea, uh, <laughs> what I thought of, and I have to go back to my book. So I have my little black book and I write it down and get it out of my head right away. That's that's the most important part. And um, start trying to work it through. Of, okay, how do I make a prototype? What's the easiest, fastest way to make a prototype? And try to get to that that step. Um, you know, one of the things I, I had a privilege of working with uh, Chad Peterson, and um, he came to my shop uh, last year, and I told him of an idea I've had for a long, long time for a tab. And he goes, well, let's 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 make it up right now on a on a CAD drawing. I'm like, what? He brings out his laptop in five minutes. He whips it out in a 3D image and I could see it. And once I saw it, I was like, oh, we need to adjust this and adjust that. And 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 all of a sudden I'm seeing what my idea in 3D, which makes a huge difference. Problem is, is, is current manufacturing process will not be able to make it so. It's back to the drawing board of how, how to figure out how to bring it to reality because it's uh, the way the molds work won't let you do it. But that's how I, you know, that's how my brain's always working, man. Um, I'm always thinking. Wow, no kidding. Jesus. <laughs> Freaking Don. Dude, you, <laughs> your, your head is always going like back and forth, dude. Yeah. You know, I, oh, that's, that's you, you, I'm a, I'm a tool fanatic. I use the tools. I actually talk about the tools. You, you, in you help. You, you, you're like you make a tool better, but you're a silent partner almost, man. Like you, you don't, you do post things quietly, but you're yeah. not like, and it's not a bad thing. But you're not like me, like okay, guys, let's see what this tool can do. You know, and I'm like, I'm in it. I'm, I'm talking about the tool. In fact, I got so many tools lined up. I got to talk, talk about a few, but how do you get your point across, Daniel? And then we'll get you to, we're going to get to your, your top three tools too, as well. well yeah. Some of your tools that don't well, suck, but you know, that's, that's the part I need to get better at. I need to get better at what you do. And, you know, the problem is, you know, my shop is so loud and yeah. um, it's hard to, to get good audio and, and then time to edit. I'm getting my son to start doing some editing for me. So I'm trying to get better to be able to do more, be more like Mike, but hopefully that'll come. I don't know. I year. think the shop environment people would expect, you know, um, you know, I think if you have a, you have a decent mic, what you do, you have a lot of good, decent mics. And anyways, yeah. I just think you just need to get it done. Dude. So, yeah. you um, know, I, it's, I've been watching this. There's a new show on Netflix that you got to check out. It's called the repair shop and it's set in England. How the hell you find these things on Netflix? uh, My brother turned me on to this one, but it's, it's in any England and they work out of this old barn with a big old thick thatch roof and people bring in their antiques to get repaired. Well, inside the barn is all these experts. So there's like a metal expert. There's a wood expert. There's a leather expert. There's a ceramic. There's a watch guy. And they they help people bring back their, their treasures. And it's so interesting. But what I learned on this is watching like this the watch guy. He's sitting there meticulously fixing this watch. And it's mesmerizing. And I'm like, you know what? We've I've got to realize that people want to see our craftsmanship. And we think it's boring, but I think people would, you know, 
if you just put a video on somebody and and not do time lapse, I think people would watch it. I think it's mesmerizing. And I think that's what we've got to do more of. You know, guys, I see I, I watch all kinds of of um, shows on YouTube and I, and I like to see what people like to watch. And I, for what, there's this one guy, you might have heard him already. Some of you, a lot of you probably already have. And I like to keep my cars detailed, you know, and stuff like that. So I started watching this guy called Obsessed Garage. Matter of fact, he was in Florida too as well. Yeah, right? I watch him. And all he does is washes his cars and he talks about life and he, or he'll talk about something. Just He'll just go off like on talking. And I'm wondering why people are watching. All of a sudden I'm into his freaking what he's doing. He's not doing much. He's just, right. he's just going around the car and he's got two cameras set up. No action, really. He's just washing the car and, and talking about his little soaps and, you know, and yada, yada. I'm like, dude, it's it, what we think is kind of like what we thought would be like super boring isn't to people, you know right. what I mean? So today I meant to tell, call you, try to get you to come, to come on. I was doing a poll right today mm-hmm. on this, on that new, you know, perfect poll. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to go on Dent Trainer and I'm going to freaking post it on there because it's more tutorial-ish, you know, and I, I kind of just want to, yeah. you know, I, I, I give so much love to Dent Time, my, my page. I just don't, I don't go post enough on Dent Trainer. So, so I decided to go live big poll, right, on Dent. 223 views at once, 73 shares. It went crazy. I didn't, and it took a long time for it to get a good perfect poll because of the way I was setting it up. You know, it was, it was back and forth, but that just goes to show you, right? You never know what draws interest to people. You just yeah. don't, you just don't know. You just, my biggest advice though, I think personally is do what you love. Don't worry about what other people don't, you know, yeah. and just do your thing, you know, and you're still Cause if you're trying to do it for other people to get the attention, you'll never get that attention. So, yeah. you know what I mean? So moving yeah. on, moving on. I want to, yeah. I want to see, I want to hear, and it's not, and we're not always going to do top three ladies and gentlemen, but I want to hear some, some PDR tools that don't suck. Daniel, what's, what's one of yours? Um, first one that comes to mind is an accessory and, you know, we all need this tool. Everybody does. And up until now, um, all the tools out there have, and it, and it's a door jammer. All door jammers have one failure is it comes off this one. Yeah. But all the other door jammers, they come, when you're trying to put it on the one that the part that latches onto the car part onto the inside of the door jam. Yeah. It always falls off when you're trying to put it on. This door jammer by Willy Quick, they're a little small. They're what do they call uh, it? They're, they call it the D- blue W key door jammer. Nothing really special. I I love this thing, dude. It it is it's lightweight and I love that. It's small, so it fits into your toolbox it is for simple. your mobile guys. But it's the hook because it has a C hook on the one end. Yeah. When you're, when you're latching it onto the car, it doesn't come off when you're trying to put it on. It, it doesn't. And, and I love it for that, that it, 
it's quick, super easy, couple twists, locks in, and you push that button, and you lock it in the other way, and you're done. And I have I have all the other door jammers. I don't use them now. I just grabbed this one. You know, my and only fact, I want a second one for my mobile. What I would like to see them come out with one is an, a, a, a longer one. So that, that because sometimes just it, I just wish I had a little bit sometimes, not all the time. Like, well, they do have the longer one. They do have a longer one. Where? Let me go what do back. you mean? They have the, the hood jammer. You can use that. It's the same thing. Hood jammer. They have a hood jammer one? Yeah, they have a longer version of that. Oh, I didn't know that. That's good. Really? Good to know. No, I, I'm serious. I didn't know. Huh. Okay. Oh, that, that, oh, oh, I thought, I, I thought this would, they, they replaced this one with that from uh, this one with that no. old one. Oh, okay. In fact, in fact, um, never mind. I'll take that back. I do know it. Hudson asked them to make, take the longer one and make it even longer. And they made him a extension for the longer one. So now you can use it on hatch, uh, hatchback. Um, like when you're standing up, uh, it doesn't get quite long enough. You have to, you know, put down a seat and sit down, but so he got an extension, but they're not selling it yet. So we're hoping if we tell enough people that people will start asking for it, that they'll, you know, put it on the menu. So it's kind of off menu kind of deal right now. Well, I'm, I'm, I really like it. And if you are late, if you listeners are, are a listener, if you're a dent trainer member, you can get a discount. You just go on to the discount page. You fill in your form for the really quick and they'll issue an, an offer. Nice. So second one, which one, which other tool that doesn't suck? So um, I've been really, really getting into uh, using Glexo a lot more. Um, in fact, I'm getting really, really good at it. And Kiko has their new, um, no, that's not it. That's not it? That's not it. Okay, where is it? Dude? Uh, go back. Let's go to glue pulling, right? Uh, cold glue. So it'll be in there, cold glue. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it would be... These? Nope. Uh, uh, no, go up, go up. Go up one more. Uh-huh. Right, right. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. No, go back. This you one? got it. This one. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I, I know these ones. Yeah. Yeah. And so for guys wanting to get in at an entry level into Galexo, this is the way to go. Um, I did a video on this. Yeah. 69 bucks. It's inexpensive, but they're small tabs. And then I married it with their little one pounder uh, slide hammer, which I really like. And I usually just use the smallest one with it. Um, I have it set up um, as my finishing tool. So I'll use that. And it's important to use just the right amount um, of glue. You can use too much. That's and right. if you use too much, you don't get that snap. Yeah. yeah and you so know what? I, I, out of the tabs, though, personally, I like the, yeah, the, the ones with the, with the little indentation around it. Yeah. I, I feel like it holds the glue much better. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. And, and, it's unbelievable that what I'm getting out today, I had a $1,200 rail um, on a Kia and it was probably about 12, about 12 inches long of just random dents, 
but one it started with one big and then it kind of trickled down and i glexoed the whole freaking thing and i i ended up doing uh three glue pulls on some just pinpoints to to get the pinpoints out that i couldn't get out with the glexo i have a but, question to ask you just after this but i'm going to give some little yeah. highlights on these on these tips though um smooth surface each tab features a smooth surface allowing for maximum adhesion and pull strength when used with cold glue the blue material, Kiko's signature blue material, offers a legendary durability with a moderate amount of flexibility, making these tabs suitable for pulling a variety of dents. Tight-fitting caps, silicone caps, are tailor-made to fit each tab, keeping your cold glue clean and debris-free. Universal adapter, quickly attach cold glue tabs to your favorite slide hammers sold separately with the universal adapter. That universal adapter, that... That cap is a lifesaver. I mean, gosh, how many times have we tried to pull or put our, our glue down and freaking oh, yeah. eventually it seeps up if it's if it's a hot day or like yep. you said, it picks up debris. Yeah, now I'm finding this time of year it it's it works especially well right now. Yeah. Um I'm getting harder pulls. I'm I'm taking out some I mean door dings. I'm taking out door dings. I mean I laugh every time I use it because I'm like, I feel like I'm stealing money. <laughs> yeah. And, and so that brings my question. I was going to ask you earlier. I mean, Daniel, do you find it sometimes that we have too many choices? I mean, does it make it too much too too conflict of interest? Oh, no, 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 no such thing. No such thing. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, I, like you said today, today. Well, we're gonna to get to the next tool, but I'm not gonna blow. But say what you're saying, gonna what your new tool is talking about. But I don't know. I I kind of feel. I, I guess it, I guess I people in our position might feel like I do, but that's why they depend on us. Like, hey, we need a new type of tool. Like this is why they're listening to this. Like three tools that don't suck, right? Yeah. I don't know. It can't, can it get confused? You think it would never get confused? What about, uh, haven't you like forgot about a tool? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, okay. that's, that's what I mean. That is the problem. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. You know, you, you get done with the den and it took you twice as long and then you go, ah, man, I had the right tool. Why didn't I think that I had that? Um, and I think that comes down to tool organization and that's the, the vein of our, our, our business is trying to organize our, our oddly shaped tools is like the quest that nobody's ever reached the end of. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right, I'm going to go, I'm going to go close. with one that you actually suggested to me a while ago, maybe last year. And yeah. I didn't, I didn't get it, but you don't emphasize, you barely chirp in my ear. Hey, you need to get this. And that's it. That's all you say to me, right? You don't emphasize anything else. But anyways, long story short, I remembered I was watching Obsessed Garage, right? And he was, you know, he he has an EM1. You know what an EM1 is? It's a, it's a Honda Civic like mine. That's exactly okay. what it is. It's the Civic Civic Coupe. And he spent okay. like $120,000 rebuilding this car, dude. He like super crazy, dude. So I'm like, what's he getting, you know? So... I'm watching him take away, you know, he's putting these new headlights on and he's like, you got, I, he goes, I got this kind of tool to do this. I got this kind of tool, but I always go back to this tool. And I'm like, what is it? 
and he's all, it's a skin wedge. The skin wedge is the, you know, and it's a super thin metal R&I tool. Right? Yeah. Like you show me, it's like a fingernail bent up, a metal one. And you think just by looking at it, like, man, that's going to do damage to a lot of things that we try to take apart. It no. doesn't, man. No, it's smooth. Smooth and thin, dude. And it's, and it's talking, great I'm because look it, it up, dude. Plastic, plastic sometimes isn't strong enough, you know? And you just need, like, like what are those? In, I think it's the Chevy trucks or there's a... There's a couple, yeah, Chevy trucks, I think, have a have a cap. And it's it's harder in heck to get that cap out. And it's the only tool that works. I, I used it today. Without destroying to, the cap. I used it today, and I'm going to share the screen right now. There it is, ladies and gentlemen, $18. Black Friday was going on sale for $10, but $18, man. Oh, it's on Amazon. And it saved me. Look how thin that is, dude. Like, it is thinner than your fingernail, dude. And it took out these pain in the butt clips that you know you that you try to break even the even the o-ring tool isn't as good as this man not even close because this thing's just it's a monster dude it's super strong and it doesn't tear up the um you know any of the panels that you're trying to or the clips it's just it's a great like partner with your clip puller so yeah, yeah. snap-on sells it under blue point um, just in case, um, you need it like now. Um, but I guarantee you, this is a lot cheaper. <laughs> yeah. 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 I definitely would go with, uh, get a skin wedge. That's a tool that doesn't suck. It's not ex exactly made for PDR, but it's made for us guys taking things it's apart. for R and I. Yeah. That's exactly what I mean, but that's something you have to get in your R and I kit. I mean, you yeah. will thank Daniel and me later. Well, you probably won't, but you know, but you'll be happy about it. So anyways, yeah. 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 Like when you're taking the top cap of, um, like, um, a Chevy truck or a Ford truck, you can slide that up to push the little, um, little tab to get the tabs off without breaking them. Um, works really well. Okay. So, so what's your next one? Uh, next one are the, uh, tequila DG door handle tools this one these so, ones yeah so it's a set of three three different diameters um and uh they're spring steel and you know some guys don't like spring steel um like vince i've always huh like Vinny. no he's he's kind of been saying he likes it more spring steel you're gonna get flex out of it but it's predictable flex here's what you don't get any and I think spring steels is superior on a twist tool because you go to, if you go to stainless steel on a twist tool, um, you can murder it up and, and you'll never get it back into the original shape. Um, spring steel doesn't do that. So it does have predictable flex to it, mm -hmm. but, um, but it's like I said, predictable and, and it's, it's something that you can get kind of used to well, so let's let's talk or let's describe this thing it's a double bend shaved pick right is that what yep. you want to think it's if you if you're familiar with the tequila type of like maybe the their um, ice picks yeah they're kind of like picks yeah the ice picks yep. or the or a little bit like the the curved you know uh tools that they have the the bent ones yep. they're kind of like a tip like that but 
but it's yeah, nice. Yeah, they came man. out they came out with the ice picks and I I called up Craig and I go, "Look, these are great, but I want one with a double bend in it uh for yeah. around the door handles, you know, slide up underneath the the mechanisms or underneath the brace, you know, you go through that factory hole in the in in the door jam and get up on aluminum panels, you know, it's a nice sharp tip. So if you got and you get you tend to get little sharp pinners around the door handle for some reason. Yeah. And you need a sharp tool and especially on aluminum and they're just kind of the go-to for that kind of a thing, but they obviously work in so many other different places. Yeah. I like them, dude. I, 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 I feel bad because I've had them and I was using the first day or two and I put them away and, you know, I have this little, I have a tequila drawer Mm -hmm. and I forgot all about those, but I'm, I was always going to the, you know, the, the other ones I used, the door lord sets and stuff like that. Yeah. But I wasn't thinking about, you know, tight access areas around the door handle yet. But, yeah, that's good. So those yep. are some tools that don't suck, man. So, <laughs> all right. De definitely get your fingers on there. I'll put a little uh, links down there uh, on, the, on the show notes so you guys can check that out. So let's talk a little about uh, MTE why we're here because you're a big mte yep. supporter um yeah you know um well you know some some people aren't aren't gonna go they have concerns and i get it um you know i i believe that i i already had it um i was exposed to a person that was confirmed to have it so i'm pretty sure that i had it um so i'm, I'm not as um concerned about myself um but i just went on vacation up in tahoe and it was the best vacation i ever had we went up there right after christmas i had the whole hotel to myself we went skiing there was nobody there we got private uh snowmobile uh, tour and i was like this is great i'm gonna travel more during the pandemic so i'm kind of thinking that mt is going to be a little bit more like that it's obviously they're not going to have as many people um, right now predictions are right, right around a thousand people, which is a lot like what Vegas was and Vegas was a blast. Um, wouldn't you agree? It, it was a, it was a blast. Let me ask yeah. you this. Cause you have more insight than I do now these days on, on that. Um, what is, what's the, how, how are they planning that out? Like far as like, is the room going to be the same size? Are they going to be allowed? How many people are going to be allowed inside? Let's just say there is a thousand or 1500 people that show up. And you guys know that, that everybody likes to be first in the morning to get their tools. How, yeah. how do you think that's going to work? Honestly, I don't think it's going to be much different than what Vegas was like. Um, you know, they're, they're saying that, they want to limit people or whatever like that. You know what? I I believe in, Hey, don't treat us like children. We know the rules. We've been doing it for long enough. We get it. We can all be responsible. We can all wear friggin' masks. No big deal. I've got a little face shield that clips to my hat. And that's what I wear when I'm doing an estimate around customers. Cause my, my, um, my glasses will fog up. Yeah. It's made by Rawlings and it, and it goes right. It fits right onto your baseball hat. So that's what I'm going to be wearing. Um, hopefully if they allow it and, um, that way people can see my face and my facial expressions and stuff like that. 
Um, that's the part I miss. That's the only part that, you know, I want to see some of these facial expressions and, um, but you know, it, it, I think it might be even a plus we've all every year. What do we get when we go to MTE? We get convention flu every single year. <laughs> Last year was the and, worst. Yeah. And so, you know, all these things are going to prevent me from getting the, uh, convention flu, which I'm fine with. Um, let me so ask you this. What, what do you think? Out. Do you think do you in yes, I talked to Vince. I mean, Vince talked earlier. I think it was this morning. Yep. I think we talked, um, what are the chances of them canceling it? What do you think? Uh, I, not in Florida. I think Florida, um, they've been kind of the leader in, in not, you know, shutting things down and keeping things open. So I really don't think they're going to personally. Um, do you think it's fair to the vendors that, 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 you know, that Florida is, well, not, I guess it's Florida because I guess how it works is that it's based like kind of like an insurance thing, right? Cause MTE can't technically cancel. It's not, they can't cancel. That'd be like quitting before yeah. you got fired. So, cause you can't get any benefits if you just quit. Right. So yeah. that's pretty much how they're caught in a rock you know, and a hard I, place. Don't you think? I would, I would definitely take the travel insurance out when you're, you know, booking your stuff and uh, take those precautions. Cause yeah, anything could happen. You know, they could have a huge outbreak or who knows, you know, yeah. it's just things have been unpredictable. So I would say, go ahead and get the travel insurance. And, um, you know, if you, I think if they're going to cancel it, it would be probably within the next week or two, the latest, if they don't cancel it after two weeks, I think it's going to be like, it's going to be on. Yeah for sure i mean they got, they got the vaccine out and they're getting it out more and more and you know so i i think people see a little bit of a glimmer of light at the end of the tunnel so i think it's i think it'll be fine well your president yeah. your new president is gonna be you know he's on board you're all happy about that right yes. <laughs> look, look that's your fault i tried to get you man i tried to get that's you, your man. fault <laughs> you're you're in california too man so you know suck it up dude suck it up man yeah okay. why do you think everybody's leaving <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy man yeah. well mr daniel grom i appreciate your presence i appreciate you taking time to come out you did a double podcast you did your own podcast the pdr tool time yeah. you want to give it you want to give any shout outs over there yeah Dude, I, I just always love spending time with you, man. I love you, brother. Uh, you're a great individual, and you do uh, the industry proud at all times. Uh, you hold things to a higher standard, and you know we're we're all into this to to make uh, the PDR world a better place, and we try really hard to do that. And I hope you guys appreciate everything Mike does, um, and we try to bring you the best information. Um, and try to make your lives better and easier and more profitable. Wow. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for the kudos, man. Check Daniel Grom out and the crew at pdrtooltime.com or iTunes or all that. You're on Spotify and all that stuff now, right? We're everywhere, man. Everywhere. I'm everywhere, <laughs> man. Mr. Grom, thank you again. Have a all good right, night, buddy. dude. See I'll ya. see you, brother. All right. Later. All right, man. Bye. Okay. That was Daniel Grom. And we are going to get back into the next segment as we get cracking. I didn't even give you guys some segments, did I? 
Mr. Segment, you know, um, what can I say? Okay, I think I'm going to go back to what I was using today. I was using a, since we're on the topic of tools, uh, I was using a apparatus, a tower, a glue pole tower. It is probably the, I would say the best engineered. Some might say it's over-engineered. I I bet not say some, I bet there'll be somebody that says it's over-engineered. I didn't think so. Matter of fact, I can't wait. I'm going to use another one. It's not, the dent's not even so severe as I did it earlier. You can check it out. I'll put a link to as well to the, to the live poll I did. And I had a nice dent on the front fender. Really nasty. It was a nice crown like it was it was hit on a toyota highlander's 2016 front fender nice mac on it and the body line was pushed in and it had a crease above the body line a deep crease above 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 the body line and above the crease it had a giant just mound crown and it did have a little bit of paint damage small scratch inside the crease so what I did is I set up a centipede tab from Kiko. Now, now perfect pull. I'm referring to perfect pull. If you want to check out the website, perfectpulldent.com. Now, before you go over and leave my podcast and go click on it and go see what it's about, I have to warn you, it's not cheap. If you're a serious PDR tech, and you have a shop, I would definitely think about investing in this one because it's, it's so nice, but I'll let you be the judge of that. Uh, Mark Jackson is the, the creator of that, of that, uh, pole tower. You can also set this pole tower up without there's a long bar that goes underneath. And what it can do is if you take a jack, you can lift it up. And then it's got these little, um, these little spacers that you can put underneath. And then you let the car down and the car's weight goes on the spacers, which goes down and pins down the, the bar below it and holds the tower in place. It's pretty pretty cool i'll put some pictures up too i got a lot of show notes to put up there so this this podcast will be interesting you probably want to rewatch or listen to the podcast because now you want to see visually what i'm saying because i got to edit this video and i want to put some i'll put some uh some video i guess yeah shoot i forgot i'm recording a video and at the same time a podcast so you'll definitely want to see this Gives me a good chance to put this in there. I really, I, I'm not going to, I'm not sure how often I'm going to do these video casts or video podcasts, but I'll try as much as I can, especially if it's something to do with this. I'll definitely be doing these for the segments, what PDR tools don't suck. And I'm going to probably do some YouTube videos of that. So don't anybody try to take that. That's mine. PDR tools that don't suck. Anyways, let's get back to the tower. 
the tower is what it does is you you have a strap and and I'm going to tell you some tech tips that I learned today that I didn't know and apparently that's what I get for not reading the comments but how am I going to read the comments when I'm in the middle of a friggin repair so I decided as you mentioned you heard me earlier go live on dent trainer you know, I was figuring I'd get my typical 15, 20, maybe, maybe 30 people that, you know, are interested in watching this poll. Turned out to be 223 people at once, 73 shares. Not that I'm like, you know, that, that, that's, oh, look at that. No, what, again, what I was mentioning is that, you know, you guys should be promoting what's more, what's exciting to you. I promote and do things that are exciting to me. It's just, you never know what's more exciting to them. So keep up. You're doing what you do and what you, what you love. Who cares if you're just putting up a live video, or are you just recording yourself opening up your, your hatch or you're sliding open up your door? And you're taking out your tools. Someone, someone thinks that's super interesting. Somebody wants to be, no, wants to be the fly on the wall. They want to see what you do. They're interested. Again, going back to the, the, the pole, pole tower. So I decided to put the tab, a centipede tab on inside the crease. I'm pulling it, pulling it, and snap that 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 friggin' that rope ratchet just went flying towards my head. It, not really super close, but close enough to go, whoa, I gotta watch that. I kept doing it two or three times, but my head was way over this time. I was not going to get even a chance for my to lose an eye or get hit with it. Because when that thing has so much pull power that it snaps, the glue will pop off and go wing right across, right by you. So everybody is chiming in. I think they're yelling at me, hey, put a towel on it. Put a towel on the, on the rope. What it does is it absorbs the snap and it just drops the, the rope ratchet or yeah, the strap ratchet down and not flying across you. So that is a tech tip. I learned some of you probably don't know that. So that's why I'm mentioning it like myself who may not do those type of repairs or brand new who want to do that. And it, you know, honestly, I'm glad I, I didn't put my own car. I was going to, there's a way that you can flip it around and you can use your, your own vehicle without having to use the, you know, the bar on the, on the bottom. You'll have to see what I mean. And it's it that would have maybe hit my car and damaged it. So putting the towel on the strap while you're ratcheting in case it pops off, you're not going to um, hurt yourself. But so I decided to do some more pulling. So we decided the edge was really bent in like really crazy. And so I wanted to pull that edge back, see if that would help. Put, put the strap on, put the glue on, strapped it on, pulled it, voila, pulled it right back, pulled the edge back. 
that took some pressure off of everything else too as well. Then what I end up doing is taking a flat bar. At first I was going the dent dial down the front fender, but that didn't really give me enough leverage. Then I was trying to go underneath. That didn't give me enough leverage, some leverage, but not enough. So I didn't have the 30 inch and I didn't have the 35, 35 I gave to my, one of my techs. So I didn't have a 35. So I had the newest Anaconda, which is the white one. I think it's about 32 inches, 33 inches, somewhere around there. And that has a nice, it almost looks like a ski. And I was able to push with that. And I used the rubber ball because I wanted to push as much metal as I could without jeopardizing uh, any push marks. And what happens when you have push marks, ladies and gentlemen, you've got to, now you've got to tap down those, those push marks. And that sucks because that's unwanted or unnecessary cleanup at the end. So I set it back up, I, you know, and I have this on video, ladies and gentlemen. I, ha I, I had a two-camera system. It's not as good as I normally would want to because there was a lot going on. I was trying to do live video, but, but you'll get this point. It's really good, in my opinion. I think you'll like it. But I had to go attack it from the underneath to push some of the low out to help release the crown. And then I would tap down the crown. And then I would push right inside the crease. And I had to go switch like between those three areas just so I can get it little by little, lay it down more and more and more. I use pivot tips to tap down in the, in the early stages of the crowns. Then as I needed to get more precise, I would go to the R4. And then from the ball pushing, then I'd go to a, a ultra cherry cap then the R4, then the midpoint, and then a plastic sharp. And then now, right now where I have it at, because I'm not done yet, I have it at the stage where I'm going to take a Reaper, a Door Lord, a Pick, Stand Liner. I mean, I have, I have a few tools that I'm trying to debate, debate which ones I want to use. Matter of fact, as I'm thinking right now, I knew there was one Stand Liner that I needed to get, and it's called the J-Hook. And I just cut the handle off. And that's why I didn't think about it today when I was going to, going to do it. But the J-hook tool is probably the one I'm going to use tomorrow to finish. It's the same tool I was using to finish up the Forerunner. Uh, if you check out that one on Dent Trainer. Anyhow, that is where I was at a stage between all the little things in between. That's how I was doing. Now here's, here's something to think about. Now I was mentioning this earlier on one of my live videos that I was doing. And I'm going to mention it again because it's worth it. It's worth saying. When you are going to do a big dent and you know, you know, you have a picture of it, maybe a video clip, which it's rare, but it should be getting, you should be, we'll talk about that too. Oh, I'm going to put that in my note right now. You should like not attack a big dent the same time you see it. 
So what that means is that you, you really need to marinate on the dent. Think about how you're going to attack it. The more time you have to think about it, I believe the more prepared you're going to be, the more slower you're going to go. And, and, and the cleaner it'll be. You have to understand that when you are pushing a dent, again, I think I mentioned this before, your first five to 10 pushes are super crucial. It's going to dictate how well that dent's going to start going. If you're making one, two, or three high spots and you're not realizing it yet, it's too late. Now it's five, 10, 15. And now you're spending another, you guarantee yourself another half hour to an hour cleanup at the end. Don't, don't go too big, too long. Don't go too sharp, too soon. When I'm looking at that dent, I was like, okay, I'll pick up the tool. And I would do my pushes. And I go, nope, this is still too sharp. Yeah, it's still too soon. Because I'm reading the, the panel and yes, it's, it's moving, but I'm also putting high spots. One, two, oh shoot, I got to back off. Bing, bing, bing. I, re, I fix it right away. Start over. Because when I fix it, I give myself another good chance to do it right. If I don't fix it, I got two chances. Just like I tell my students, and you guys are probably about to friggin' finish my words. Those two chances are slim and none. Stay clean. Stay clean. Hashtag keep it clean. You have to keep it clean. It's for your own benefit. If it doesn't start, if it starts looking messy, like reset it to where it doesn't look messy again. Let me talk about resetting. Resetting can be either yet you are tapping down Tapping it down, like getting all the highs out, like you don't see any more highs. Or you reverse reset. It means you push all the lows into one high. You can't beat it, join it. Now, I don't mean like a whole, I'm not talking referring to a big giant section. I'm talking like a, an area of a big dent. Or... Maybe you have one dorting, like one deeper dent, and it's starting to get messy. Well, what is more dominant? Is it the highs that are more dominant or is it the lows that are more dominant? Do which one bothers you the most. There is no right or wrong. The only thing that you need to pay attention about if it's right or wrong is if you are contributing to the problem. I mean, if you got a crown and you're tapping it, and you are making some serious lows, well, it's telling you, hey, mother foe, you need to start pushing first. So, oh, shoot, let me push. So you start pushing. And then you go to tap it. And all of a sudden it cooperates. You're like, oh, man, this is way softer than the last time I pushed. That happened to me on accident. Back in the day, day. But now I understand it. 
that's why I'm trying to help you understand it. It's all about being clean. It's about how to understand the panel and reading your reflection. If you don't know how to read your reflection, move it. Communicating with your board, your reflection, your light is about moving it. Switching sides, turning it at an angle, you getting off your butt, you sitting down, you getting your head way under the dent, looking at an angle, looking at eye level, looking at it above as you're moving your reflection. I tell my students, you're Sherlock, the light is Watson. You have to both solve the mystery together. You will not be able to solve the mystery without your partner, Watson. You want to really understand it? Take away Watson completely. Take away your light. Your reflection board. Try to fix that dent without that. See, your problem is you don't ask enough help from the board. From your light. It's going to tell you, hey, you got a high spot. Hey, you need to tap that down. Hey, push that low. Hey, there's a crown. Hey, there's a crease right here we didn't see. Hey, we still got to push. We still got to tap. It's going to tell you all the details you need. You just got to move the mofo. You just got to ask. Asking is moving. It's so simple, yet we make it so difficult. Because we think, I wonder what Mike did on that dent. He must have used some magic tool. He must have used the big, nice tab on that one. No, that's, that's the easy part. You know what's more difficult than pushing is tapping down. You can't push if you can't see it. You can't tap if you can't see it. Again, you if you can tap, tapping down is easy. Pushing is easy. Seeing the right dent and the right point of view is hard. You ever try to look at a dent? Look at it sideways? Like, you know what's crazy? Is I, I'll, I'll teach my students, right? Vertical crease, vertical crease, vertical crease, right? Boom, I'll put it horizontal. They are lost as a mofo. Why is that? Because the, the peripheral is way different. You're forcing yourself to only want to look at the, the one way and you're, you're not universal. You're not black belt enough to be able to, to learn different ways. You have to be better at everything. The leverage is totally different, but you have to learn how to push and get used to it. Force yourself. It's like if you're self-taught and you never really forced yourself to go left-handed, you're going to struggle. On a dent that's on the right side, or excuse me, on the left side, 
and you're using your arm going across your body trying to push when you know you should be pushing with your left hand. Anyways, I'm just talking about some of the most, excuse me, some of the most common hiccups with, with students. It's, it's crazy. Just move your board. And I think that's still the same thing. Why do you think when you, if you ever noticed hail techs, good hail techs, they have two lights. Number one, so they don't have to move the one light as much. Two, they're cross-checking. They're getting a different point of view. It's like two helpers. Remember? It's two, now you got two helpers, two Watsons to help solve the mystery. More light is great. You don't have to be a hell tech if you don't want. I mean, you don't have to be a hell tech to have more lights. I use the overhead lights in my shop. It's, they're, 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 they look exactly like lines. That's my second helper. In fact, it's the real truth. It's too much the truth. I think I'm done half the time. Well, I'm working on the hood, good sideways. Look over, I'm like, dang, because that light is far away and it's showing me way more detail. Move your board far away. Move it to, to judge level. Do you know what I mean? Like when you move it out, you're at, the, you're at judge level looking. You're at critique level. You know, it's easy to like put it super close. Ah, I don't see nothing. Here's my thought too, is yeah, you might get away and you might get paid from the customer who thought at first was really great job. You go, you leave the cars outside or wherever it's at. They bring it in, they park it in the garage. All of a sudden, they get out of the car and they go, what, 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 what's that? They see a giant flicker. Oh, man. Oh, man, I can see that now. Or how about this? They, they, they go to a grocery store. They park the car at the parking spot. They get out of the car. They go do the groceries. They come back. What? They see the reflection of the parking ground against the area that you worked and they see a ripple. Some of most people were like, eh, it's, you know, it's not a big deal. Some people are like, I ain't calling that guy back. I th- he didn't do as good work as I thought. That's the thing you got to think about. How many customers that you fixed that actually don't call you anymore? Because maybe, maybe they say it's good enough, but I'm not going to call them back. I thought it was going to be better. I call her back. My point is, is that if you would have moved that board, like if it was on a parking lot or a top light or a, any type of reflection around it, then you probably wouldn't, you you probably wouldn't get that problem. I'm not saying you're having that problem, but act like there would be a problem before you pack up. Before you, you, you call it good. 
Did you cross check it? Did you put the light back? Did you get down on your eye level, on hands and knees and look at eye level from at the dent? Did you check both sides? So make sure you check your reflection. The more you check your reflection, the cleaner your dent you're going to have. So last but not least, I want to talk about accounts, dealerships, wholesale markets. How it was for me when I was younger. Why I still have accounts I've been doing for 25 plus years. Uh, and I'm going to tell you why I lost a few so maybe you can learn and then I'm going to give you my little most inside thing most of you will probably already know this who, who have a long time accounts but um, we'll get into it okay so this part is and I'm not and by no means you guys hear me say that I am not about you know I really don't uh, look for accounts and, and that's true. I do not go out and, you know, physically go look for new accounts. If they approach me, then I am definitely interested because they're asking me. I'm not begging to get into an account. And that's not trying to put down any of you or y'all trying to get into some accounts. So that is absolutely... I think is necessary when you're first learning to see if you can get into some accounts because it will give you the best experience while you're getting paid. Now, if you approach it right, and if you are interested in, you know, understanding more about accounts, Dave Shalott, you should listen to some of his stuff on, on different podcasts that he has with other people, PDR Tool Time. Uh, gosh, who else was he on? But he was on my podcast and he came on a couple times and the last one was about the dealerships. I will put the link cause I don't remember off the top of my head, which podcast it was really, really good. And I think that for one thing, you have to be very ambitious. If you want to go get accounts, you cannot be afraid to hear the word no, or I'm not interested or even worse just being treated kind of totally like like crap because you sometimes you won't even get a chance to get a word in hi i'm mike would no get out of here we don't need it i'm not interested you know what i mean some people will take your card if you can get a full sentence in you better make it good that's why i think you should really become prepared and think about how you're going to make that first impression. Generally, when you ask, hey, is the manager around or yada yada, they know that you are someone seeking work, something that, that you want. And so that's always a sign. And then we're like, well, he, or they'll point you in the right direction or she's in the office or whatnot. The thing is, is that it's all about timing. You know, the, 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 the dent guys, for most part, the most dent ladies or pe people, the, the dent technician who is there, the company who's in there, and 
most likely the reason why they're there is a few things. They're there every week when they say they're going to be. Or they're very, have a very good relationship with them. Or the tech is very PR friendly. Meaning that he has, or she has a very good, very good relationship with the manager. Now, here's why I think that having a relationship with the manager is good, but having a relationship with the owner is better. Do not put all your eggs in one basket with the managers. Get to know the owner. That's where you stay in and you, it's like being a senator. You're in for life unless they sell. Unless they sell. And we'll get back to the to my end all why I don't go after accounts anymore. And you guys maybe have heard me say this before. Some of you are new listeners. Some of you have heard my what I've said, but maybe forgot. And maybe you'll remember when I say at the end. I'll come to my conclusion. I don't know how long I'll stay on this topic, but I'm just going to give you some experiences. Things to look out for when you are a new tech on, on a lot or you are up and coming or maybe you haven't paid attention much, but pay attention to the lot guys. So when you finally get your door, your foot in the door of the opportunity and you've been persistent and you finally, the manager finally gave you an opportunity to, to do some magic. You know, what you really need to say too as well to get into these accounts. Look, I'm ambitious to work on your vehicles. I show up on time, I go out and make house calls, I'm reliable, and I'm responsible. Say something that they're not used to hearing. Say something that they, that they don't hear very often. Because reliable, responsible, is more than better, more value than a cheaper price. Because they want to know that they can count on you. And when they hear those words from a technician who comes in, hey, you know, I, I know you might have another guy, but I'm reliable, I'm responsible, I show up when I say I'm going to do it, and I make house calls, and I have great reviews, and I'm your guy when you need it. Here's my card. I'll be back in a couple of weeks just to say hi. If they don't say no and they kind of leave, leave you like, hmm, like that, you got a shot. You should be following up on them. Send them a digital card. Get those digital cards. Card dash, or excuse me, getacard.com. Danny Espinoso sent that to me. That thing is awesome. If you can get the, the, the manager's cell phone number or, hey, can I, get, can I send you my digital card so you can just put it right in your phone? That way you can have it right on file. If you need me for an emergency, just look me up that time. 
they, it's always about an opportunity. Yes, they get hit with maybe five to 10 dent guys a week, probably, but they're all probably say the same thing. They, they do will say something similar to what you say. Well, I was just in the area. I know you got a dent guy, but if you need something, and then they leave the card, but they don't say why you should, you, they should use you. You need to justify why they would want you. Why are you different? Now, listen, I, I'm not going to tell you all these secrets on ways how to get into accounts. It's going to be about timing and persistence. Dave Shalots, you know, once you get in there, you should listen to that, that, that podcast segment. I'm going to put it in the show notes. I've got a lot of stuff to put in the show notes. I encourage you to. And you can watch this video, too. I'm talking in the video in this video as well. I was going to put a, an interview with John Vadim. But it doesn't seem like he's going to be able to shoot that over anytime soon. So I will put that in a next podcast. So anyway, it was, it was good that he interviewed me and I thought it was good. Now I'm going to help promote his podcast. So how, how did I, how was I able to keep these accounts for so long? Well, I busted my ass, you guys. I stayed at the accounts until my job was done. I didn't work on a dent and then come back the next day. I don't know if you realize with accounts, especially busy ones. If you don't finish the dent and you start it, and then you come back the next day and you think it's going to come back, maybe, or not come back the next day, you come back like the following week to see if you can finish it or a couple days later, or maybe even later in the afternoon, there's a good chance that that car could, could have gotten sold. And when it gets sold, 90% of the time you don't get paid for it because you didn't turn in the RO for it. Or you didn't get an RO. You didn't turn in an invoice so you can get the RO for it. C'est la vie. So we had, I had to stay on a dent. Number one is because I wanted to get better. Two, I wanted to show that I'm hungry and I'm reliable and I want to get, do a great job. And I wanted to prove to myself, more importantly, more than anybody in the whole world, that I could do a dent. I could finish it. Yes, I think dealerships taught me more experience during the short amount of time that I had to do PDR anything else if you're going to want to get experience after experience after experience you want to try to get some accounts it's good income while it lasts and i don't mean to be sticking about listen i i want to be as honest as i can with you guys in this in this podcast I'm not going to tell you that it's not profitable. I'm not going to tell you it's something you should count on. That's why you want to go do retail as well. That's why you want to have um, body shops. You want to put up signs at car washes. You want to build relationships with detailers. You want to be able to do everything, be able to branch out 
in all aspects of your industry. Something slows down in a particular area and something picks up every time. But the reason why I, again, more reasons why I was able to sustain a relationship with these accounts for so long, and I'm not the cheapest over there. Some accounts, some accounts, I'm not going to go into the specifics, but some, one account, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to brag about how much we, we make, but it's a good account. Um, We, we do pretty good volume and we have stipulation pricing. And what's that mean? Well, that's another thing too. Me and Dave, we're, we're talking about our podcast, something like this. There's stipulations. I would never go to a new account now and just say, yeah, I'll do every car for $75. No stipulations. Just give it to me. That's a rookie negotiation. That's 1980s, 90s, 2000 negotiations. Give you one price for everything. Look, accounts can't sell every car for the same price. That's what I tell the managers. Can you do one price? I said, certain, Mr. Box, let's be realistic here. We're both businessmen. You know and I know that you can't sell every car on the lot for the same price. I can't do every dent on every car for the same price. There's different types of makes with different panels, different types of uh, the type of metal that we have to work on, bracing. Size of dent, type of dent. And believe me, and what I tell them too, I I justify what I'm saying to them. And believe me, your dent guy before may have been cheaper, but how many times did you have to send vehicles to the body shop that you were questioning that it could have possibly been saved? This is where I step in. I guarantee you, if the pain isn't broken, if it's not against a hard edge, and it's a bigger dent, there's a good chance 90% of the time I'm going to be able to save it. I'm going to be able to repair it. And I'm going to save you tons of money at the end of the month because I might be a little more expensive up front, but I'm going to save your bottom end at the end. And your car's not going to have to be done. Those two or three cars that I went to the body shop that are gone off the lot for days at a time and now it doesn't look as good and you had to pay more money, well, that's not going to happen as often with me. So if you start making sense with these people, talk their lingo, hey, listen, yeah, $75 for that or $150 for that car. Now, I know us retail guys going, what? But listen, just, this is how it goes. They'll complain about your price. And then you go, look, look, I, look, why don't we, what can we, can we just take some of that money over there on a car that you're not deep in? And then we can switch it over there because this, this, this repair is way beyond what our, what we agreed on. And you start making sense to these guys, you scratch their back, they'll scratch yours. Show up on time. I'm not saying buy them and buy them out and and bring them donuts and all that stuff all the time. 
once in a while, out of the blue. You just uh, tell them you appreciate their business. Thank you very much. But you're there like clockwork. You know, I, I, we come, Tim, he, he does my dance f- for my accounts. He runs it just like I do, which is why they love him. And he does exactly the way I do it. Hey, is there anything that he checks in before? Hey, I'm here. I've found 10, 15 cars. You want to look them over? By the way, since I'm here, is there any other vehicles you've got? He checks in with them during. Does his work. Puts his head down. Doesn't shit chat with the other vendors. Doesn't bullcrap. Doesn't show that he's just flopping around. Gets it done. Comes back. Hey, is there anything else? I'm done with all the vehicles. If there's anything else, let me know. I'm still here. I'll go ahead and, and take care of it. They love that. They like the attention that to detail and that you are, you are there for them. It's, it's just great. I know techs that like to dip in and dip out incognito as quick as possible. Drill and bill. In and out like a robbery. That's fine and dandy. I know. I know you texts are super busy. But you see, you're missing that PR part. That's, that, that's a token. That is a, a part where you could set yourself up to get kicked out because you don't have no relationship with them. Some of you really get it really well, and you do do that. But now the next stage is when you do see the boss, the owner. Hey, Mr. Fernaka, how you doing? Who are you? Oh, I'm Mike Dentime. I'm, I take care of your lot here. If there's anything that you need, let me know. I, I, if you got a family member or something like that and needs something, you let me know. I will personally make sure I get you taken care of. Well, thank you very much, Mike. Nice to meet you. You too, Mr. Fernaka. You see him walking by. Hey, Mr. Fanaka, how you doing? Hey, Mike, how you doing? Good. How's everything going? Do you need anything? I'm here if you need anything, so let me know. Yeah, you got it, Mike. Then maybe a couple of weeks later, drop something off to him. Just, you don't have to kiss their ass, though, dude. You know what I mean? Small things to show that you pay attention. And you, you show ambition, but don't be overly friendly, ass kissing, freaking attitude. Just show up, do your job and do it right consistently. Cause one day they're going to, they're going to test you not on purpose. And this is what happened. Get a call from the owner, Mike. Hey, when, when do you have time? Uh, we, we got a little emergency. We got a brand new car. Someone kicked it. It's got a big old dent. We got it in the back lot. And I'm not sure if you can fix this. If you ha- can't fix it, we're going to have to send it to the body shop. You know what, Mr. Fanaka? I'll be there within the hour. Give me time. And I'll go take a look at it. Okay, thanks, Mike. Get there as fast as you freaking can. And you get there. So I got, uh, I got there and, I, and I'm not like you, you're going to act like you're me. And I get there and sure in the heck, and guess who, who was with me as my student. Some of you may have heard Shane Rosas, 
from all our debt. And this is towards the end of his second week. I said, all right, Shane, this is it, man. Here we go. There's a big old footprint. I still have a picture of it too. Shane's like, oh man, this is crazy. And this is why Shane was just trained automatically to push big dents. Now we weren't planning this one. It just happened. And so we got there. We got it out. Shane did most of the work. And we saved that car. We didn't just save that car though, ladies and gentlemen. We saved the account. That was called job security. They were amazed. Here's another one too. He called me again. The service manager never calls me hardly at all. He's kind of very standoffish. He calls me. Hey, Mike, uh, we got this uh, dent here and, you know, the other, the other guy we use, and they use a different service dent guy over there in service department. I don't know why, but anyways, it's, but I do used cars, new cars and stuff like that. But the service, again, they had their own guy. But anyways, long story short, they call me over for this big train wreck. You might've seen it. It's on YouTube. It's a Toyota crush dent rear quarter panel, messed up Corolla. I mean, it was huge. I said, you know what? No problem. But you know, I do need, I do need this vehicle for a couple of days. No problem. Here's the keys. Got it. Took care of it. And, uh, got the dent out, put it back. And that, those two dents, and I even told them, I said, hey, I put it on YouTube too if you want to take a look at it. They go there and check it out every once in a while. They're like super amazed. It's a reminder what you do, how fast you respond, how you grow as a PDR tech, how responsible, how reactive you are to them. And then, then there's, then there's the type where people can be very, you know, should I say unhuman to you, like just very disrespectful. And you have to realize that they hate their job. Don't look at the manager as straight up. Yes, they are. Uh, can be a pretty pain in the butt. But they don't, they're not happy with themselves. And you have to understand, you just have to suck it up because, and you have to stay professional because the manager is only temporary. Only temporary. As long as you know the, the owner, it's just temporary. So, so be patient. I'm not saying take it, you know, and, and become disrespectful. I know that there's a, there's a line for that. And, and, uh, I've been through there, but there's, um, there's another thing. What, what the heck was I going to say, man? I lost my train of thought about the manager. Oh, listen. Also, watch out for, pay attention to the lot attendants or this, the, the, the low, low man on the totem pole salesman. You never know who's moving up the ladder in the automotive dealership. Pay attention. Be cool to everybody. Don't, don't just treat the managers all high and mighty. Be cool to everybody. 
Treat everybody the same, cool respect, as if you would want to be treated the same way. Because they remember you. And as they get a little bit higher in the ladder, they got their list, who they're going to can one day, who they don't like, who they become friends with outside of the dealerships. It's a small circle. So if you can pay attention and be yourself as much as you can, because that's generally how you stay in these accounts and treat everybody the same, one day you'll be like, oh man, see, this is how it works. Let me show you something. So a salesman, you see him there for a couple of years, maybe three years. He's starting to move up. He's almost going to become a manager. All of a sudden he leaves. Two weeks later, you get a call. Hey, Mike, it's George. George? George, you used to work at Frank. Hey, George, what's going on? Hey, man, I'm the new manager over here, sales car manager over here, and used car manager, man. And, and I just need you to, you know, I need a dent guy, and I know you did great work over at Frank, man. Would you be interested? Hell yeah, I would be, man. Yeah, cool. Let's come on over here and, just, you know, let's, let's get things started. Right. Dude, that's like a $1,500 to $5,000 account a month, minimum. Just for being cool, just for being yourself, just for doing you, being you. I can't tell you how many times, this must have happened at least a half a dozen times in my account career. Maybe not just exactly that way every time, but it has happened. Or somebody that you know, that they know, got into the car business and became a manager. They need a dent guy. Hey, who's your dent guy? Hey, I know Mike. Hey, here you go. That's called spreading yourself out and not putting all your eggs in one basket, being consistent, being doing your job and doing it right, being responsible, punctual, reliable, and trying your best every single time. All those are really good recipes for keeping an account, getting an account, and building more relationships. Those are some of the things, the little pointers I can, I can give out to you guys who are maybe trying to pursue some more accounts. And don't be afraid. My mom used to tell me, because I was really... I really hated going to approach accounts. I was very timid. Um, very, I, I told you I couldn't even answer the phone sometimes. You know, did you ever see that, um, that cartoon? Because some of you listeners might have been too, too early for this, but there's a Bugs Bunny commercial, I mean, a cartoon. And... And it's about this, uh, these three buzzards are, you know, vultures. And the mama vulture goes, okay, I want you to go catch a lion. And I want you to catch a, uh, what was it? Some tiger or something, something like really crazy. And, and the little, the, the youngest one, he's kind of dopey, you know? And she goes, and you, and you, I want you to go catch a rabbit. And he's like, Hold, 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 hold,
And she just boots him, dude. Boots him right out of the nest, and he's still going to hold, 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 hold. And all of a sudden, he realizes he's out of the nest, right? That's how my mom was with me, man. She just boots me. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're going to go out there, and you're going to go get some accounts. We're not going to go get the accounts for you. You have to go get them. I don't know what to say. I was really crazy. I went, I think I went out on my first time. I was in my karma gear trying to go get, you know, get some accounts, but it, it, I'm going to grant it. It was easier to get accounts back then compared to today, but it still sucked. I went out there. No, I don't need anybody. Now we got this one guy. No, no. What do you do? No, 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 no. What do you even give me a half time? Bow, bow. No, 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 no. I come home all friggin' flustered and disappointed, beat up. My mom goes, what's wrong? I said, mom, every account I went to, I either got kicked out pretty much. They didn't let me talk. He said, no, I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of hearing it. I said, Michael, don't be afraid to hear no. Somebody's going to say yes. I go, who? Who's going to say yes? That's for you to find out. You've got to be persistent. Well, my mom, it seems like they have every person they've got, a, they've got a dent guy. Yeah, but every person, every dent guy isn't responsible, isn't going to show up, isn't going to wake up from partying the one time. They, they aren't gonna, there's somebody over there that's messing up. You have to find out which one. See, my mom had a different point of view. She, she was that, she thought like, okay, there is somebody that way. I was thinking there's somebody that ain't going to say yes. It's your point of view and how you think about things, right? If you're a go-getter, you already have a vision that it already happened. My mom was already a visionary for me. Michael, it's going to happen. I have to say, that woman, if it wasn't for my mom, there would be no Mike Toledo in the PDR business. None. Yes, my stepdad trained me, but my mom pushed me. Everybody has a supporter in their life. Find the other person that helps support you in your business. Whether it be your wife, your business partner, your your, your, your mother, your, your dad, your friend. But somebody supports you and you need to lean on them once in a while. But don't give up. That's my, that's my advice. Don't give up. It could be not, uh, it could be going after accounts or simply learning how to do this trade and wanting to be better. I have another story here. Igor might be listening to this. Igor, this is for you. I'm going to share this little story here. And I'm going to have him on too. He's, from, he's originally from Brazil. And he lives in my area, Oceanside. And he goes out and does hail. And he stopped by at the shop. And you might have saw him in one of the videos that he came by right in the middle of a live video. And um, so we went to lunch. I said, Igor, how did you get in this business? He says, 
Well, I was living in Hawaii and I, I got interested in PDR and I came to California and I went to one of the schools. I'm not going to name no names. And he said he thought he knew what he was doing. And he met this other guy that he thought he knew what he was doing. And they didn't know what they're doing. But they were struggling off and on for two years. And then they decided one, one day that they wanted to go do hail. So they went and did their first hail job. And I mean, first of all, going out to do your hail, your first hail job and you, you just kind of confuse a little bit that takes some balls right there. But they went out and they was doing a repair and they're, this reminds me of me a little bit too, because he went out and did his first hail gig and he only had a ding board. He didn't have a light, he had a ding board, him and his friend. And the other guys had lights and they fixed the car. And then I guess uh, there was a, an inspection tunnel. And then the, the guy comes over, you think this is fixed? He's telling me the story. My point is, is I want him to finish the story too. But my point is, is that he didn't, he didn't care if he was going to fail. It was, he was going to do it. He went out and him and his friend went out and did it and he got better and that's what he does full time he's been a pretty much a full-time hail tech for 10 years he's been doing it for 12 but he's been hail doing hail for 12 10 years straight and super nice guy and i'm uh and i'm gonna have him on the podcast sometime you know soon and we'll bring him on He's got a nice accent. He, he's got some stories about, you know, cause he's Brazilian. He's got the Brazilian accent and he talks about some stories that, you know, people think that he's one of the Brazilians and, you know, he's got some stories because, you know, and he talks about immigrants. They shouldn't be. It's funny because of, you know, cause he has that background and he sounds like an immigrant, but it's, it, it's, uh, it's quite a story. And I, and I hope it's a little bit inspirational about what I'm saying to you as well. Don't give up, all right? Everybody has their, their roadblocks and their challenges and their, you know, and their, their, their obstacles in life, especially paintless dent repair, especially PDR. So that, I think, my friends, is going to be, you know, I think is going to be pretty much my, uh, my podcast. I'm actually going to bring on well, John's going to bring me on, but I'm going to put his podcast on my podcast next week. And I might do a, another one of these. So I hope you guys like the new little thing called PDR tools don't, that don't suck. Look out for the video series too on that. Anyways, I'll talk to you guys later. Happy New Year, by the way. We'll see you guys next on the next episode.